I'm not going to do the whole song. Uh, hello again, listeners. And uh, this it. is another. Thank you. This is another on the road edition. One take. No edits. Podcast episode of Supermax. Uh, I'm Jared Russo. He's Jared Ross King. Hello. We're both done with 2023. And we didn't think we'd be recording again. And then Masai Ujiri and CAA, the shadowy cabal of people who secretly run the New York Knicks, decided to interrupt our lives. And so here we are again. Uh, oh, my goodness. Is this going to be the biggest deal of the season? Uh, biggest deal of the season? I don't <clears throat> I don't think so. Um, I, I feel like there might be the Jante Murray deal coming. I think I put Murray a little ahead of Ananobi. But uh, I saw these Knicks play last night uh, here in Orlando, and uh, look, they can use the help because R.J. Barrett was a non-factor. Quickly was like a little, it's kind of like a spark plug, but you need more than that to actually be able to uh, to really compete. They need a guy who can play both ways, and that is something that O.G. Ananobi can do. First, he, of all. he only gave up a second round pick along with the players too. So I mean, what's a second round pick in the NBA? Like it's nothing. First of all, sir, hello. We're going to talk about your live, you know, on the field in game reporting later in the podcast, and then you just, you just, you just brought it up now. Yeah, I mean, it's a preview of what we're going to talk about later. But go ahead. You've been going on. You've been going to a bunch of games. Unbelievable. I have. I have. Uh, Secondly, I think this might be the biggest trade of the season because I think this is a bigger deal than a DeJounte Murray offload. Uh, no, that's not true because the Drew Holiday thing and the Dame thing, those are pretty big. Well, are we considering those this season, though? Because those were in September, I think mid-September. Uh, maybe if uh, Donovan Mitchell gets dealt, but otherwise like, there's really just not a whole lot of like... I don't know. Anywho... Uh, it is kind well, of maybe, wild that, like... Could we have a second straight deadline where KD gets dealt? Dude, I just tweeted about this. I was like, Randall, Fournier, Robinson, and, like, four first. Like, who says no? Uh, Four first? For a guy who's 35? Like, you got... I mean, look, Durant's had a couple of good games recently, but do you really want to give two, up... Two, two first, three first, whatever. I, I, I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to see the Boston Celtics ever win ever again. And this year, they're pretty just primed to do that. So they are. They look really Uh, good. And I mean, as long as Porzingis stays healthy, that's he's been like, it's it's amazing on a team that has Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, where they make like what, like seventy million next year combined, or eighty million, something, some crazy number like that. The two guys who are really driving this team are Derek White and and Kristaps Porzingis. They're the two like X factors on the team. Disgusting. Um, and they have Drew Holiday. And they have Drew Holiday. And Sam Hauser. No. Uh it, it, it's kind of ridiculous that like I was just like goofing off earlier today, and then like people started like messaging me, and I was like, What? And they were like, Hey, you know that team that you like watch sometimes and, and care about, but like don't think anything's gonna happen because they don't have a top like seven dude. They just made a trade for a guy who's not a top seven dude. And I was like, Oh, cool whatever and then like the more i thought about it i was like you know maybe offloading rj's salary and moving on and he goes back to 
Canada as the Maple Mamba. I was like, okay. The Maple good. Mamba. And then like I found out about like the whole like OG signing a deal because he's now a CAA and his agent that's like Leon Rose's son. I was like, okay, well that means that we're not trading for a free agent. We're signing for a guy who's getting a, a deal, which we did not give Emmanuel quickly, who I both love and am dubious of defensively and in the postseason who did he did not have a great run it seems like they're clearing the the way for brunson which is smart i will always advocate for players who defend i i can't i just can't watch guys who don't defend i'm just so over that like it's 2024 soon like you you have to be able to play some d yeah by the time by the time the listener is listening to this it might actually be 2024 yeah really um the first round picks i i was hearing about with og it was like oh a first a two first three first zero first although it's the Pistons' second rounder and they're the worst team so it's like yeah. a borderline first yeah it's a late first basically which again whatever uh right so it's like the more i thought about it the more i like the trade and we get precious Achu and we get malachi flynn cool but it's like I just I, I I can never ever ever truly invest myself in like a whole season when it's like I just know what the ceiling is and the ceiling is like a first or second round exit and like that's what Sixers fans are used to and they have the MVP so it's like why am I gonna get all hot and bothered for a team that it's like okay but like you don't have Giannis and you don't have Embiid you're not winning I don't care. Is that is that sad that it's just like that's how I like I just want to see you win a championship before I die. Like, yeah, so I mean, like the world's you, ending. You I should have care. enough. You should have enough time left where you should be able to um, win a championship before you die. No, because um, Jim Dolan owns the Knicks and the Earth is is. Have you seen what's going on in the news? I don't know how much time we got. Um, I don't know if you think about Fair. that as a Magic fan. Like, do you just want to see them do well and have fun, or are you just like, doesn't matter because they're not winning? Like, move on. I mean, as a Magic fan, it's been so bad the last decade that now, like, the team is actually pretty good um, and it's very young. So I like what I'm seeing right now out of this team uh, in Orlando. And uh, everybody's like, well, what trade do you need to make at the deadline? I'm like, I'm not sure if we really need to make one. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. It's about want versus need. It's like you you could give up a bunch of stuff and try to get Donovan Mitchell. Like, cool. You, you could give up stuff for Zach I don't Levine. Know. Cool. Uh, no, Zach Levine is a hard no. Mitchell is like a. Eh. You know, I don't know if I if I want Mitchell. God, a few years ago, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell lit up the playoffs. Yeah, that was the bubble. Like, that was the bubble playoffs, right? Oh man! And now it's like, eh, which is insane. I mean, I mean, Murray still still got it. He's not as good as he was that year, but he's still. I mean, he's an NBA champion. No, uh, I meant that more about Donovan Mitchell. It, oh, okay, okay like, gotcha. Like he would have to be like on a team with like a like a Jokic for for that to really work, and just he never has been and never. I don't say never will be because I, nah, I don't think that's I think I think never will be is too far. But yeah, no, that's that's too harsh. But yeah, I don't think the Magic should make a trade, uh, like a big trade, maybe like uh, I don't even know who they would even deal for. Like, 
I, I feel like if, if Atlanta really gets desperate to offload DeJounte, maybe he's a good fit at the two. But Jalen Suggs has really improved this year. And I really like what I've seen out of him. He was on fire last night against your Knicks. Um, absolutely on fire. So I don't know if, if we need to be desperate about that. You know, Franz and Paolo both put up 30 last night. I think it's more about who can you swindle to get rid of the players you don't want anymore. Fair. It's like, who, who can we pawn off Fultz and Isaac? Like, can we get rid of them and, and just, you know, like, ah, oh, new situation. I don't know. Well, you and I both have the same opinion on Isaac. I feel like they're going to be hesitant to let him go because he, when he does play and he is healthy, he is a force on defense. He like, if he could play and not be hurt so much, he would be considered one of the top defenders in the NBA, hands down. Like, there would be no argument about it. I agree with you, but uh, can you give me a date on when that will happen? Uh, next Just year. So I can write it down in my agenda. When when will he be healthy? Next year. <laughs> next next year. Yeah. Okay. Interesting that you actually gave me an answer. Um. Well, it's December thirtieth as we record this, so I figured next year is a safe bet. It's interesting that uh, to wrap up the thoughts on the OG trade. Uh, I I I think I'm I think I'm happy. I think, and uh, in a salary league, I'm not quite sure anything happens to OG's fantasy that's significant. I I mean he's cheap enough that like someone's already rostered him. Maybe you pick up a precious, and you get a little you get a little juice from that squeeze. Uh, maybe RJ's numbers go up. I'd love to see quickly owners because I'm not one of them and I should have been. I was like, oh, a contract year. Oh my God. And, uh, it's been up and down, but God, if he gets like starter minutes, whew, yeah, like 4 million. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, any, any big takeaways, any highlights from all of the games you saw live, which were a lot of them? Uh, so, so far I've been to seven magic games. Um, I have seen them take on the Lakers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Toronto Raptors, the Dallas Mavericks, the Detroit Pistons, the Miami Heat, and last night, the New York Knicks. Uh, they're six and one in those games. The, the thing that really annoyed me is that the Heat are still like that team that, you look at them, they're like not really – and they had Jimmy Butler out in this game. There's nobody like who's like superimposing on that team to me, but then they can just get hot, and that was what happened in the game last week. Um, they It was a one-point game with like three minutes left in the half, and then they hit 12 straight field goals before the end of the half, and the Magic hit like two, and suddenly it was a 20-point game. Um so, I mean, it's a young team versus a veteran team. That kind of stuff happens. But the Magic have won every other game. They beat all those other teams. Pistons, obviously not a surprise. Raptors, maybe not a surprise. But the Lakers, the Bucks, the uh, Mavericks, and the Knicks last night. You know, they, they handled business with all four of those teams. So, I don't know. I think the Raptors are kind of starting to blow it up. I think Pascal's going to be somewhere else uh, soon by February, whatever the date is. Um, but I like what I see from the magic. That's my that's my takeaway so far. This team is live. Team is this team is a no. I wish Uh, this team is legit playoff team, and they're going to uh, they're 
they have the potential, depending on the matchup, to win a first round. I don't. They're not going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not going to win, you know, the NBA Finals. But they have some potential this year to to make some noise. You're telling me they're going to win a first round matchup? They said they could, depending on the matchup. Okay, let's 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 do this thought experiment. Let's do this. All right, I'm bringing it up. They're fifth. Number four is the Heat. So right now it would be Heat Magic. I said it's possible. It is. I'm not saying it's happening. I said it's possible. Calm down. I, I you would have to you'd have to leapfrog Miami, and hope that Cleveland gets better. Maybe I take maybe I take you guys in a in a in Orlando Cleveland matchup. Take us against against anybody. Yeah, Knicks Pacers. That's yeah. I just it, if you're if you're stuck at five beneath Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, no. But if it's against like Cleveland, New York, Indiana, whoever, 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 then like maybe. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Interesting thought experiment. Um, I had never heard of Caleb Houston. Who has an A in Houston? Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, I mean, you know, people spell things different ways. That's uh, but as long as I've seen it, it's spelled like that. And so, yeah. for years, we've been saying Chuma Okiki. Apparently, it's Chuma Okeke. That started this year. Because last year, mm. I went to a game, and I swear it was Okiki. And I don't know if I'm just misremembering. Or I was on NBA League Pass, because I was in Atlanta at the time. And I was watching on NBA League Pass, and uh, the announcers kept saying Okiki, and so I never thought to do it. And then uh, I think it was the Pistons game a couple weeks ago. Uh, he said OKK, and I was like, "What?" That's why I first noticed it. Watching that yeah. live that that was a real trip. Yeah. Um, man, oh man. Uh, uh, also, Goga Bataze. Bataze. That's a fun one because there's a T and a D and a Z. Yeah, he was a Pacers cast off. The Magic picked him up. He's played pretty well for us. I know you. He's like a streamer. Like you could stream him legitimately. If that's the only yeah. piece of advice anyone gets from this podcast, like give him a look. Yeah, I think same with Mo Wagner. He went off last night. I mean, especially with Wendell having injury issues, uh, those two are going to man the five until further notice. So, uh, all right, time for the fifth fifth uh, uh the final fun mystery segment you're really bad at counting i'm really bad dude i'm so out of it 2023 please end can Same. can you just give us a giant mea culpa on the most obvious thing that you just refuse to see because you're doing a bit on how ungodly good chet holgram has okay been here's year? what's gonna happen we're heading into 2024 i'm gonna head in 2024 stop making conscience. stupid shut up and let me funny sh- jokey bits shut up shut up let me talk uh, also, you owe me money because of uh, San Francisco winning the West, but we'll talk yeah, about I that do. in a minute. Um, uh, I was wrong on Chet. I was wrong. He's played amazingly, and it's th- this player that I'm seeing now is worlds different than what I saw at Gonzaga. The Gonzaga Chet was just like, oh, upside, but he didn't do anything that wowed me. But now I'm saying he's doing stuff for OKC. I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty good. The way he's able, like, uh, I guess this offseason he trained with Kevin Durant. 
Uh, is that true? Have you heard that? I would not be surprised if a lot of these guys like hang out in the summer and train with each other. Uh, I, I'm not sure about that, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me either. Just I don't the, know how, much, you, I don't know how w- much wisdom he can impart on him. Like, hey, here's how to not twist your ankle. Well, maybe, Katie, you should use that to like not twist your ankle. You're like, well, you I, know, mean, like if, I don't know. But you watch Chet with his fadeaway. It, it, it looks reminiscent of Katie. And so I'm wondering, like, I mean, it is a similar body type. Uh, I think Chet's a little taller. Am I wrong in saying that? Um, but you see some of the ways he just gets a shot off is similar to what, you know, KD has done in the past. So I will admit I was wrong. I- I'm legitimately blown away and flabbergasted that like, I, I, I guess in, in my Heart, I knew it was true, but in my head, I was I was still worried and fearful that like me taking Wembanyama Chet first and second round was like too risky. It was like too cute. But I think having thought about it for the whole summer and and really being behind my conviction that like those two guys were going to be like the only tall people on those teams, and they were cheap enough, and it was it just seemed like it was like the right move. It was worth it. They worked out tremendously well. Yep. And the only thing that I have to fear, other than fear itself, is getting to the fantasy playoffs, which I now have to worry about if they just get rested down the stretch for various reasons. Either we're too good or we're too bad. And I'm in the fantasy playoffs and I have to like drop them both. That sucks. And that's a legit major concern. It's like I have to now rewire my brain for like fantasy playoff mode of like, okay, like maybe half my roster will be gone because it's like, they're hurt they're banked up you already locked the playoff whatever and it's yeah. it's april and it's like why would anyone want to invest your your whole season to just boil it down to the last two weeks god damn it dude i hate fantasy playoffs i hate them i don't mind them i don't mind them i voted for them whatever Ugh. it's like it's like everything my team does now it's like well it doesn't matter like it, that's not true relevant that's not so. true I think so. I mean, you're allowed to think that doesn't make you right. <sighs> My goodness. Um, I know we wanted to do the worst contracts, but I think we might have to wait until January to do that because I, I need prep time. And it also seems like a fun way to intro 2024. It's like, here are the worst contracts of this year. Let's just go ahead and say it right now. Our next podcast will be the worst contracts. Yes. That's right. That's our next podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Um, any other fun uh, uh, tidbits, things on your mind, players who are being added and dropped off the waiver wire? Uh, I I keep picking up and dropping, and other people keep picking up and dropping Kaminga, thinking that he's going to be like a Draymond fill-in, and he's just not been that. So no, he's that not. Kind of sucks. He's he's not there, and uh, I'm very glad. I remember that draft. I was like, damn it, the Warriors took Kaminga. Now we're going to get this Franz guy. It's worked out all right. It just goes to show you that nobody knows anything and and it all comes down to luck. Yeah, no, you're right. That's you're that's right. how the world secretly works. You're 100% right. Uh, I gave up on D'Angelo Russell, who is now coming off the bench, and I picked up DeMar DeRozan, and that has been working out pretty well. Turns out DeMar DeRozan, he shoots the ball. And there's yeah, really he does. no one around him to stop. 
He does. I picked up John Morant. Uh, so I have two very high price players and a bunch of low price guys. Oh, and I, I almost dropped Keontae George at one point, and then I didn't. Very happy I didn't. Hurt? Yeah, it was because he was hurt for a while, and I was like, oh. And since he's come back, he's been pretty good, so I'm going to hold on to him. Man, it's going to suck when, like, uh, Levine gets dealt, and that's going to open up, like, the Kobe White experience, who went from being legitimately awful to, like, being absolutely great at the blink of an eye. And this the same thing's going to happen when, like, Utah gets rid of, like, Jordan Clarkson or, like, Sexton, and it's, like, Keontae George is going to, like, blow up out of nowhere. Like, I, I, like I, I already feel these things happening in my bones. I don't have a problem with that at all. Boo. Give Keontae as many minutes as possible. Boo. Anyway. Boo. I hope listeners are getting something out of this. I'd There's hope really so. not too much to, to to say at this point in the season. It seems like the most amount of prep you can do before the draft, it, it it's such a crapshoot. And then like those first few weeks, it's like when you're picking up guys and it's like, oh, I'll pick up uh, uh this schmo. And it's like, oh, well, guess well, what? Now I have the two rookies on the Warriors and they're amazing. You know, it's like. <laughs> all we can do is promise the listeners the next episode, worst contracts and, uh, I don't know. We've both been through the holiday season. We'll both be better prepped. Do you? I like the shorter episodes. Do you think Jimmy Butler is going to be on that worst contracts list? Uh, tune in next time to find out. Because I remember we were like, the last time we did it, we were like amazed. We were like, boy, that Jimmy Butler deal is going to be. And then he ended up like going to the finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to give my opinion. We'll have to tune in next time to uh, hear that opinion. Let me just look him up. Let me just look him up. Because it's like it's like he I'm, he intentionally hey, doesn't care about the regular season, and then he'll just turn it up and then go to the finals again. You can look it up. I'm still not getting my opinion right now. Uh, 45 this year. Ugh. 48 the next year. Ugh. 52... Player option in twenty five twenty six. Wow, the only player on the books for twenty six twenty seven. Jaime Jaquez, maybe the best waiver wire addition this season, and Tyler Hero only thirty three million. Only, only thirty three million. Last year he was what seven, I think. I mean. Considering like the cap keeps going up and I, I feel like my brain keeps getting I have to like kind of readjust like how much I think is like quote unquote too much. By the year 26, 27, like 33 million will be like what 15 million is now. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. I mean, look at this is the same way as it was like what 2016. Uh players were getting 16 million. We we're like, what the hell? But now it's nothing if you get 16 million. Incredible. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Jared Russo, and he's on Twitter at, at Jared Ross King. Any final thoughts, or can we leave? Uh, I think we're good until next year. Well, let's hope 2024 doesn't suck as much as this year did. Let's hope so, indeed. Let's go, OG. Let's go, Palo. Okay, I'm ending this. <laughs>